Welcome to Caregiver SOS On Air, presented by the WellMed Charitable Foundation with nationally known gerontologist Carol Zernio and veteran broadcaster and attorney Ron Aaron. This program provides health, wellness, and other information for caregivers who are vital to the health and well-being of so many people across our country. Now, here are your hosts, Ron Aaron and Carol Zernio. Well, thank you very much, and welcome to Caregiver SOS On Air. I'm Ron Aaron. Carol Zerniel on special assignment today, so pinch hitting is Tina Smith. She directs the Caregiver SOS program at the WellMed Charitable Foundation. She's got a long history and a career in working in gerontology, working with caregivers, and we're delighted, Tina Smith, to have you with us. I appreciate uh, the time being here uh, and, and talking about the caregiving issues just because so many people are, are having to deal with that these days. Well, in light of general, yeah, I was going to say you're right. In light of COVID nineteen, mm-hmm. you get the call from the uh, IR, the, the ER, and uh, from the ICU. You know, your uncle, your brother, your dad, your mom is here. We need you. Exactly. Yeah, caregiving isn't something people often plan for, and to find yourself in, and uh, you know, and especially these days, it's a it's a lot more to take on. Well, joining us on our Caregiver SOS on our hotline, Tina Scallon, the ultimate caregiving expert, is her book. She is a passionate healthcare professional, a business owner, a consultant, published author, a virtual assistant who is here to help lighten the load of caregivers everywhere. With over 25 years' experience in the healthcare industry, it is caregiving that has attracted Tina. Tina, what is it about caregiving that hooked you into it? Well... As a young child, my mother developed liver cancer, and I was in doctor's offices and hospitals most of my childhood. And when I got into high school, the best thing for me to do to be with my mom was become a candy striper. And after that, I started working in the medical field in the hospital. And then I started my own home health agency, and had it until 2012. And then I went online and started a website called the TheAltimateCaregivingExpert.com where I can now help caregivers and caregiving. Yeah, I'm surprised somebody hadn't already bought that URL. So you were able to pick it up. It's great, the ultimate caregiver, caregiving expert. What is it about caregiving? Uh, we don't plan for it. Uh, we fall into it. Some people turn out to be pretty good at it, and for a whole lot of others, it is so incredibly stressful. So, Tina Scallon, what's the secret? Well, the secret is caregiving can happen at a moment's notice. You never know when. One minute you think you're healthy and your loved ones are doing great, and the next minute you are in ICU or you're in the hospital. And the best thing to being a good caregiver is being organized. If you're calm, patient, and you have the skills to learn how to be the ultimate caregiver, pretty much anybody could do it. There's so much information out there. And yet it, it turns out that not everybody is good at it. Some people struggle with it. We know that uh, from the statistics, uh, caregivers on average tend to predecease uh, the person they're providing the care for. 
what is it that you can do to make it uh, not only survivable, but for the caregiver, uh, something that they can uh, excel at uh, and not overstress? Well, number one is being organized. I mean, there's three elements to being a great caregiver. Number one is the emotional aspect of it. I mean, caregiving can be very rewarding, but on the other part, it could be very overwhelming. People are mad because they're sick. They don't want to be sick. So in my, my experience, you need to be patient, have grace, good manners, and most of all, have organizational skills. But, and again, there's also the physical part. I mean, you have to be able to be physically fit in order to take care of someone. And then lastly, you have to be financially able to because, I mean, if you don't have the resources to take care of your loved ones, it's a very sticky situation. Now, one of the things, and Tina Smith, you'll find this fascinating, I'm sure. Tina Scallon, you actually took a job in the private caregiving field to see what it was like, to identify what the challenges were. What did you find out? That's why I started the website. I mean, caregiving is in crisis. Um, There is a lot of things that when you are a caregiver, there's a lot of demands. I mean, People, this day and age, mom and dad both have to work. It's hard to take care of your family members. So it's hard to learn how to, you know, do the basics, cooking and cleaning. And that's when you get into problems. When, when what happens? Go ahead, Tina. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, yeah, I mean, so what do you do for, what kind of, I guess, advice or tips, specific tips that you give to caregivers when they come to you, because we find that when we talk to caregivers, they want hands-on, tell me tell me what direction do I go. So what kind of tips can you give caregivers to, who are especially working? You know, they may have that responsibility and, uh, you know, they've got to, to care for somebody maybe in their home or, or just in the same, you know, just down the street. How do they get organized? How do they, you know, what kind of steps can you or tips can you give caregivers on how to, to start managing all that they're doing? Number one, get a notebook. I know that sounds so cliche, but you have to get a notebook or some type of calendar, and you have to write down everything, their dislikes, their likes, their hobbies, their education, what they want to do. And then you have to get into there and you have to promote it. If you're unable to be a caregiver and you need to hire someone outside the home, you need to make sure that they have that criminal background check. You have to write down the questions, you know, for other people to come into the home. And you have to know the caregiving expectations of the patient. I mean, you have to do the research on the illness and know what is required, you have to be in constant contact with either the nurses or the doctor's offices as well. Will doctors and offices respond to you as a uh, caregiver? I know that's been an issue uh, in in many places at WellMed, that uh, uh, clinic providing help for seniors 65 and over. They're very receptive to caregivers. In your experience, has that been true across the industry, Tina? Absolutely. And my secret to that 
is be prepared when you walk into the office. If you're not allowed to go back with the client, have a list of questions. And if they can't answer it in the 15, 20 minutes that you're in the office, ask them to give you a call when they do have time. And they generally will. Tina Smith, what kind of advice is that good? I think it's absolutely good. Yeah, when doctor's visits, you have such, you know, you've got a, a brief period of time in there. And sometimes as a caregiver, you do have to, to really advocate and, and, you know, almost demand to be heard. And if you're not able to, 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 to you know, you want to make sure that you do get in there and get, get heard, especially if your loved one is not able to, to articulate everything that may be going on. And, and a lot of doctors are very receptive to that. They're aware of the abilities of um, of their patient, and so we'll turn to the the caregiver. But go in with questions because again, you've got a short period of time, and you want to make sure that you've got everything covered. You want to write down any changes that you've seen in your loved one, um, so that the doctor is aware. Um, but uh, it's, it's definitely recommended to yeah take notes, write down questions, um, but know that you're going to have to be an advocate, and you might have to you know really kind of stand up and. And, and fight for the care for your loved ones. Tina Smith is our co-host today, Carol Zerniel on special assignment. We're talking with Tina Scallon on our Caregiver SOS On Air Hotline. The ultimate caregiving expert is her website and her book, and we're talking about ways in which folks can get the kind of help they need uh, to be a caregiver and to be an effective caregiver. So, Tina, tell me, what, what is your day like? What, what is it that you're doing uh, as an example, the kind of issues and questions that would come up from caregivers? Well, the thing is, is a lot of people want to know layman's terms on diagnosis. There's so much information out there that is so technical. People want me to write, you know, different articles on different diagnoses and different things. So I write, I have over 100 60 blog posts on different diagnoses. Matter of fact, um, I did a really big COVID caregiving uh, with 26 caregiving experts, and it was how to help the caregiver within COVID-19, and that was published not too long ago. What's some of the advice that you have in there? Well, it's basically what what causes the stress. I mean, Caregiver stress is the number one problem. Like you said, sometimes the caregiver outlives the patient because it's so overwhelming. And one of the biggest things is fear. And they feel that if they don't know what they're doing or or what the diagnosis is and, and what they can do to help them, then it becomes very fearful. And then that's where the caregiver could end up having massive anxiety. I mean... The continuous demand and associated isolation on the job can be very overwhelming, and you have to make sure that you you make time for yourself to create ways to not be so stressed out. When you say make time for yourself, if especially in this day and age with us isolating uh, folks, self-quarantine, how do you get the help to give you the respite? Uh, so you can get out and do something for yourself, even as going into another room and Zoom calling a friend of yours. Well, you have to recognize the signs of stress. If you do not, then you're going to get in a problem very, very quickly. 
I mean, you have to give yourself a break. My number one thing was when I was a caregiver, when the client swapped, I swapped. When the client rested, I rested. When it was time to eat, I ate. I made sure that I was on their schedule. But when you can't do that, you have to take, even if it's five-minute break, to take a deep breath, to take a walk outside, or to eat a well-balanced meal. When you look at the issues involved in caregiving, and we're going to talk about them in, in just a little bit. Uh, we'll come right back to you. I want to talk about what, what some of the skills that if you knew in advance, tomorrow I'm going to be a caregiver, what are the things you want to brush up on? I'm Ron Aaron. Our special guest is Tina Scallon, the ultimate caregiving expert. She's with us on the Caregiver SOS On Air Hotline. Tina Smith filling in today for Carol Zerniel. You're listening to Caregiver SOS On Air on 930 AM, The Answer. The WellMed Charitable Foundation would like to remind you it is important to stay connected while social distancing. Caregiver stress may be higher now, and specialists are available to talk with. There's no question that we are living in not normal times, but whether the new normal will be the old normal is yet to be seen. So if you are troubled, if you are feeling stressed, ask for help. Services are provided at no cost. See more at caregiversos.org. Well, we are rocking and rolling right here on Caregiver SOS On Air. I'm Ron Aaron. We're talking with Tina Scallon, the ultimate caregiving expert, is with us on our Caregiver SOS On Air hotline. Carol Zerniel, our co-host on special assignment today, and Tina Smith is filling in. And before we jump back to Ms. Scallon, uh, Tina Smith, talk to me a little bit about uh, folks who out of nowhere become caregivers, what are the things they say to you and, and what are the, the, the skills that you recommend they develop? You know, in, in talking to, to caregivers, you know, oftentimes we don't get a call from somebody who just started caregiving. It's somebody who, you know, as you said, just kind of fall into it. They find, you know, the, their, their loved one had a, a stroke or has developed dementia and they're, they're just doing more and more. And so it's to the point where we get the call, but it's to the point of where they are stressed out and they're not sure what direction uh, to go. You know, where do I go for, for help? And they're, you know, they're desperate for help at times. And so, you know, if we could kind of reel things back and, and, and talk to them prior or right at the time they become caregivers, is, you know, again, what's been what's been talked about today is that, you know, just some top tips are, uh, you know, take care of yourself, learn about the, the disease that your loved one has, become educated, and that's just going to give you just more knowledge on what to expect and, and what direction you need to go. Ask questions when you go to the doctor on how to provide the, the care. So connecting with the, the physicians, connecting with other caregivers, just again, just, to, you know, you don't have to do this alone and know that there is is help out there. You know, we license teachers, we license beauticians, we license electricians, we license all kinds of folks in our society. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't license caregivers. No, no, not at all. You It's kind of on-the-job training for, for most people, which is overwhelming, which is stressful in and of itself if they're having to do wound care or injections or bathing or dressing or anything along those lines. It's hard. So, Tina Scallon, you remember the old TV show, The Six Million Dollar Man? Uh, If you were given an amount of money to build the ultimate caregiver, what 
would that person look like in terms of their qualities, their skills, or their expertise? Well, number one, they would have to be physically fit. I mean, if you want to talk about the $6 million man, you'd have to have a strong back. You'd have to have, you know, be quick on your feet. Um, when I I had my business for quite a while, and I had 26 phenomenal employees that were with me minimum nine years, and every one of them, I had to kind of give a personal touch to what I expected. And number one is to create an action plan. Uh, no medication disease. Be very organized. Assist with the daily living, cooking and cleaning, things like that. And then maintain sanitation of the home. Provide some type of transportation to doctors. And this day and age, I mean, we have Uber, we have all types of situations that work with caregiving and patients and, and things like Instacart. So there's a lot of things that will help, but being knowledgeable and being organized is my number one thing. I mean, you have to keep yourself strong to keep the client strong. If you saw my desk at home, you'd say, man, here's a guy who needs organization. Is that a skill you can learn? Can you learn to be organized, Tina? And the other Tina who just laughed yes, at me. You can. you can. Absolutely. As long as you yeah. take patience. Matter of fact, in in one of my um, in the chapter of one of my books, I, I created an organizational plan because I mean, when you're in your older years and you have forty five to 80 years worth of stuff lying around the house. If you had one place you could put all the pieces of paper of your life, wouldn't that be amazing? And that's not even to count hoarders who are a whole different category. Oh, I have a subject on hoarders. I'll I'll bet you do. Uh, And for the caregiver who may come into a situation uh, where they had no idea how their, you know, their aunt, their uncle, their brother, whatever, was living until suddenly they're called to help and they walk into the home and they discover they're a hoarder. What a shock, right? Yeah, I've actually walked into several situations like that. And uh, as, as, as hard as it is to let go of your stuff, you have to. I mean, it's the safety of your of your patient is the safety of you. I mean, if you can't walk around your home, you could hurt yourself and break a hip or injure yourself in some other way. So, Tina Smith, do you all run into hoarders at all through uh, Caregiver SOS? We, we have actually had a, a teleconnection session or two on, on hoarding because, I mean, it's a, it's a very real, real issue, and that can be very overwhelming um, you know, for a caregiver, like you mentioned, who may not have any idea of the living condition of their loved one, that, you know, their loved one may have been hiding it very well. And, and then they go in to, to kind of help out and, and find that condition. So it can be, um, it, you know, just another added layer, so to speak. Um, but like I said, we do have a teleconnection. We have a couple of teleconnection sessions, which you can uh, find on uh, caregivertelconnection.org. If you go to that website, you can, we have all the sessions recorded, and you can find out more there as well. And, and is it a mental health issue? 
Yeah, I 40. would say definitely. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, Tina Scallon, of, of all the issues you deal with, well, what are the most difficult uh, in, in, in the caregiving field? Anger. Frustration. Did you say anger? Because anger and frustration, yeah, because anything from arthritis to Alzheimer's, I mean, they are not feeling well, and it's hard to make someone that is ill feel better. So the best thing that I suggest is plan out humor, because humor can make things better any which way you look at it. Tina Smith, that's got to be true. If you can put humor into the mix, life gets a little better. It, it, it is okay to laugh in some of these situations. And so laughing, just the act of laughing has been found to have a physical uh, relief uh, for a, a lot of stress. It's, it's good for you uh, to laugh. So, yes, we certainly do encourage, you know, as, as a stress management technique because, you know, the, the work that you're doing as a caregiver isn't going to necessarily get easier. It may just become more so, just depending on the level of help that your loved one needs. But learning to manage the stress will help you manage all that you're doing. And, and laughter and humor is certainly uh, a stress management technique. You know, watching an, an old funny movie or an old funny show with your loved one, you know, just laughing is important. It's, it's good to find find the humor in some situations. You know, it's interesting with... Uh, some of the uh, streaming video and film services today, uh, there isn't an old show that you can't find. So if, if, you're, if you're looking for uh, whatever it may be, it's probably out there, and you can share it with your care recipient. Excellent. Great activity to do together. Both, you both can laugh, which is, which is good. And we're all locked in the house. So we have the time now to do yeah, it, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly we got a couple of minutes left, Tina. What haven't we asked you that you'd like to tell us as you talk about the ultimate caregiving expert? Well, you just said that now that we're locked in the homes with COVID-19, how do you manage? How do you stay in the home with your loved ones and be a caregiver? Well, I did write two articles on how to be sane during covid and how to cook some yummy meals during COVID because, I mean, you want to stay healthy and nutritious, but at the same time, you want to eat some good food. So I wrote two articles on that if you go to my website. And, and what is your website? It is theultimatecaregivingexpert.com. I knew that. I just wanted to hear you say it. So that's cool. And there's no charge to go there and, and, and download these articles, right? No, no charge whatsoever. Um, I do provide a few services if you need help. I mean, this day and age with everybody out of work, I started to become a VA to help caregivers make a little extra income, start websites, whatever they need. And how's that working out? Working out quite well. So what kind of help are you providing? Well, if you're an executive or an entrepreneur and you're just so overwhelmed with work, I can help you lighten the load. If you are a caregiver that is out of work and does not have the financial means to go out and find a job because you're caring for your loved ones, I could help you build a website for your hobbies or, or your passion that you're interested in doing. 
Oh, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Tina Smith, before we let uh, Tina Scallon go, is there anything else you wanted to ask her? Just, uh, you know, since you've been working with caregivers, you know, for a while, just any last tips, especially like, you know, you mentioned some of the, you know, especially during this time, but how, you know, do you have any suggestions or, or what have you found, you know, getting caregivers to reach out and connect with other people? That's one thing that we've been talking about a lot just in general is just connecting because we are isolated, you know, in our homes. How do we continue to connect with with others and the importance of connecting with others and not staying kind of locked in with our, you know, in ourselves in the, in the home? Well, the greatest thing that has happened before COVID-19 is telemedicine started. And mm-hmm. that is something you can get in touch with any type of physician through telemedicine. And now with COVID, it's hard to get into a group. And there's so many wonderful groups online now that you could join to help you with just about anything. That's great advice. we got to stop you here. We are flat out of time. Thank you very much, Tina Scallon, the ultimate caregiving expert. Tina Smith, thanks for joining us today and filling in for Carol Zerniel. I'm Ron Aaron. Absolutely. We will talk with you again soon right here on Caregiver SOS On Air on 930 AM, The Answer. You've been listening to Caregiver SOS On Air, an exclusive presentation of the WellMed Charitable Foundation. We welcome emails with suggestions and comments on this program at radio at wellmed.net. Join co-hosts Carol Zerniel and Ron Aaron next week for more on caregiving, improving the health and well-being of caregivers and their care recipients everywhere. For more on caregiving and podcasts of our programs, visit caregiversos.org.